Hello, everybody. What's up? What's going on? Nothing. Just uh, hopefully enjoying living in a yellow state yeah. or yellow province or. Well, we're not though. It's well, still red. Well, it may be by the it, it's six by June. It's six months. Yeah, well, which is when people are going to hear this at some point mm-hmm. in June. So this is Trash South Street. What's up, Jamie Z? You Sasa? What's going on? How's oh. how are things? Things are good in it, the new normal. <laughs> Um, I listened to, it was a podcast and Jim Brewer was on, mm-hmm. and Jim Brewer is fucking insane and not in like the good whimsical way. Like, so Jim Brewer, he's a super Corona conspiracy theorist oh, really? and believes vehemently that the media made it all up and like, it's just a, it's just a profit motive and he's just like, dude. Whatever. It's funny, like, I think the boomers have become the new punk rock conspiracy conspiracy yeah. theorists, because mm-hmm. my mom's like, sending me all this stuff. Yeah. And like, it, you know, you got to take everything with a grain uh-huh. of salt when it comes down to it. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. It's like, the government, I don't trust the government anymore. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. When did this happen? Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> I saw an article, or it was like a, a sham headline that's, uh, studies prove that cats don't spread corona. But what if they could? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's the, you know, all the buzzwords. It's theoretically the new normal. Yeah, yeah. It's summer. It's Memorial Day as of the recording of this. Yeah, we're recording Memorial Day weekend. So yeah. uh, happy Memorial Day. Yeah. What are your plans for Memorial Day? Um, Nothing. Oh. <laughs> Maybe uh, cook some hot dogs. Oh, that's more than what I'm doing. Yeah. Just nothing. We don't, I don't really do too much. Let's look at the wall. I actually pick a wall that's blank, so nothing distracts me from doing nothing. Oh, that's good. That's a plus. And then I can see through time. Mm. And I only have a couple more weeks of Victor's school left. Oh, good. He, um, they had a class meeting online, like Mm -hmm. they could see each other, and it was pretty, it was pretty funny. Yeah. They, all the kids were muted. They have to like unmute themselves though. Uh But like, all you hear is kids like, yeah. The parents are like, what do I hit? What did oh, you that's, that's, okay. that's like every meeting I've been to in the last like month. You're not, you're muted. You're not talking. Oh, sorry. Let me start. And you know how like Victor will just talk your ear off and yeah. just like interrupt you half the time. Yeah. So Mrs. His teacher was uh, like pretty much asked everyone in the room, like, what have you been doing with yourself? Yeah. Uh, just, you know. Mm-hmm. So Victor's like, what should I say? Mm-hmm. And I, cause I was just like outside of the room. I wasn't going to yeah. like sit there and Intrude. be that type of parent, helicopter parent. And I'm like, um, say you were playing Roblox and you went for walks. And uh-huh. then he was the last one to like go. And she's like, oh, Victor, what would you do? And he's like, um, I play lots of Roblox <laughs> and I, um, I went for walks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, God, where did the, the, like this nervousness come from? You should tell him about the, what, this is before or after that you saw the duck take a shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. That mm. was, a. Uh, pretty great yeah i suppose i suppose <laughs> that was my highlight of the week i saw a duck take a shit it wow. wiggled its little duck ass and a yeah. little duck nugget came out a duck nugget <laughs> a, like duck a, it. a bre- breakfast cereal <laughs> a duck nugget could i have some duck nuggets <laughs> yeah it was like a nature hunt we went uh the towpath yeah in phoenixville and uh it was pretty cool. It was a, it was a really windy day, so there was a bunch of like leaves and stuff in mm-hmm. the canal, and the turtles were coming up and eating. You could see oh, them like eat the leaves, that's cool. and we saw this 
turtle that had to be like a foot and a half long. Yeah. It was crazy big. I, I didn't think it, it had a really long ta- tail, but it, I don't think it was a snapping wow. turtle because hmm. the shell wasn't real rough or anything like yeah. that. But I'm not a turtle. It's a s- snapping turtle that a serial killer sanded his shell down, <laughs> so now he's an evil turtle. Mm, maybe. It, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's about uh, new with me. I, oh. Started my class. Yeah, my what class? Pray tell. Sexual, human sexuality. Oh. Not canine sexuality. Oh. Human sexuality. Tristar Street. After dark. Ooh, like uh, by Zalman King. I say Zalman King. <laughs> I was thinking about, I got this. I'll do like David Duchovny and Richie Diaries. <laughs> hey, Blue. <laughs> I got this letter. I don't remember exactly how that went, but then a sexy, a sexy adventure mm-hmm. would... But so anyway, it's it's interesting. It's obviously all about human sexuality, mm-hmm. but one of the chapters was like obviously all female um, anatomy and is stuff. Is it just called Chapter Five, the Pussy? <laughs> it is. Did you read my my book? Yeah. But they're like, have you ever looked at your vagina? You should get a handheld mirror, stick, and they're telling you how to like look at your cervix and like look at your uh, vagina. And I was like, hard pass. <laughs> Like maybe in, you'll see something funny. So I was doing it in the kitchen. No, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I did. You just sit on your back and you're like trying to get it and like. Just, and I'm like, they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Shut up! I'm doing my homework." Yeah. So you go into your jeep and you try to use the rear view mirror or the backup camera. <laughs> or I'm going to film it with my phone. But uh, it was a. Uh, and then I'm like, am I a prude for thinking that? Oh, I don't know, but I, don't I was know. just kind of—I felt like Adina yeah. in uh, uh, Absolutely Fabulous mm-hmm. when she takes like those sex um, yeah. like courses when she goes to like those camps and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're like, feel your vagina. And yeah. She's like, ah, I'm good, pass. That's one of the things. It must be just like I don't know. It's probably real. I guess. And fried green tomatoes. What's her face? I forget who's in it. Um, oh, uh, Claire. Uh, Kathy Bates. Oh, okay. Yeah, when she's like going through menopause, she goes to a class where they want to, she has to do that. Ugh. And she gets very upset. Oh. She doesn't want to look at her vagina. But... Mm. Yeah, I can kind of do it as a man. I just stand in the mirror into the waggle dance <laughs> like a bee, telling the other bees where honey is. Oh. So, yeah, yeah it's been an interesting. Uh... Yeah, it sounds like And it. I have to do a, a topic, and I mind sex and aging. So, I've been having, a, I'm doing a paper on old yeah. people having sex. Yeah. Which is uh, it's pretty interesting. You're gonna open it up with. Uh, I have to do a PowerPoint. Oh, PowerPoint! It's gonna be <laughs> like my vagina. I'll say, retire <laughs> my vagina. Rear I was view, about to say your back up. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the retirement homes are the gay bathhouses <laughs> of the 21st century. Nah, it was, it, my research has been pretty interesting. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. To be honest, but these old plus young and uh, you porn. <laughs> No, like they were, there, there's actually like a core, not a correlation, but like uh, with homosexuality, mm-hmm. that like they they are more equipped to like handle loss and stuff just because of all like the bullshit they had to put up with their whole life, and they tend to just die alone and yeah. all. It was actually very sad, but mm. just about you know the old people not caring about getting STDs, and the yeah. women are a little more open to homosexuality uh, in their yeah. old age, and um, yeah, it was, it's interesting. Yeah. I'm interested to hear what the other topics are, to be honest with you. Um, I figured that aging and sex would be the easiest one to research. Oh. It was either that or I was going to do sex trade. Oh. But I did old people and about just sexuality. Blowjobs. Nah, you had to pick from a... It comes from the Greco-Roman root, <laughs> blajobius, which means to eat... Baloney. Tubers. <laughs> There's no baloney in each of them, probably. I'm sure there was. 
Anyway. Anyway, so, you Zach. So hopefully you guys aren't busy jacking off to mm. that hot old person yeah. sex talk. I get to... And then I'll tell Mark what I'm doing. Like, I'm reading, and he's just like, why did you pick that? He's like, shut up. Why are you doing it in church? I don't... <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing it to the kindergarten class? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm reading... I'm in the background reading my human sexuality yeah. book. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. <laughs> With no pants on. <laughs> Backup camera. Yes. What else you got? You want to go right into music? You need to... All right, here's a question. This is a music-adjacent question. So, I guess uh, Kill Rock Stars is reissuing... Elliot Smith's first album. Okay. For the 25th anniversary. So what do you think of Elliot Smith? I have no opinion because I've never listened to him. Alright, so... I'll hear... You have heard one song. I guarantee you've heard one Elliot Smith song. Okay. They play an Elliot Smith song when um, Luke Wilson... or Owen Wilson is killing, like, committing suicide in one of the Oh, okay. Anyway, he's someone like... I'll hear an Elliot Smith song. And I'm like, that's really good. You know, I should really listen to a lot more Elliot Smith. And I never do. <laughs> that was it. Um, I know a lot of people are into him. It's a him, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You said her at first. I'm like, whoa. Oh. I did not know that. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, way off. Ellie <laughs> Ut Smith. I know a lot of people like him. Um, I just, you know, I have nothing against. I just never, never listened. Yeah. Listen, you know. I was just curious. That's my story. Story. I'll stick it to it. Maybe next time I'll do a an Elliot Smith an thing. Elliot Smith retrospective. He tends to be a lot more like the last artist who I would say was I could a direct Beatles inspiration almost. Oh, okay. But more is like George Harrison like folky stuff. I know it's anyway, like folky stuff. Yeah, he's very folky. You know, like did a lot of drugs, killed himself. Was Living in the, the scene. Dream. What? Living the dream. Living the hey. dream. Hey. Hey. Anyway, hey, like Fonzie. <laughs> Let me slide in first. So. All right. Speaking of dated references and old albums. Yeah, yeah. Last year, a pre-order came up from a site called Wax Lyrical, which is an Australian record club site. Okay. And I guess I had bought things from them before, so I was on a mailing list. And they and us, they were reissuing CSS's first album. Mm-hmm. So I said, sure, why not? I like that album. Yeah, it's a good album. And... It came last week. Last November versus last week. And a lot of that is it just takes stupid long for things to come from Australia. I think they forgot to send it to me. I'm sure. Until I emailed well, them. And the whole country like, was on fire and then COVID. You know, fuck that. I, I paid American dollars <laughs> for this record. American. And actually didn't think that the fire probably. <laughs> the fact that the whole country was about to burn yeah. to nothing. And all these poor koala bears. Yeah. But well, it was more a follow up that like. Rape bears. <laughs> you should that be a good uh, topic yes human you just put and bear in parentheses sexuality you probably failed because they're not bears yeah I know they're marsupials yeah, they're marsupials I don't know how they get chlamydia but it's <laughs> they get also... drunk and they rape the females <laughs> they got to fall you off the swine it's a, the females though <laughs> you know they like they're really just horrible animals and they just look cute and they're all like tripping, all like eucalyptus, eucalyptus, and they're like, "Good day, mate." It's <laughs> awful. I should just end it now. <laughs> you can find a song. All right, CSS. Oh shit! Speaking of, <laughs> anyway, my story is gonna be. I emailed him, and he was like, "Just it just went in the mail yesterday," and I'm like, 
I'm sure that whenever I sent this email, that would have been the answer. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I can't stand it. I'm being raped to death by these fucking bears. And you just hear, <laughs> whatever fucking koala bear sound. Oh, my God. I'll make a note to myself to look that up or put it in the bed. Yes. Uh, so how was this? Oh, did, give did me the a second. Album, I got a fucking headache. Did oh. the albums sound any differently? Did they put anything extra? <laughs> a certain kind of bear. <laughs> no. So CSS, just for those not in the know, stands for Kensi De Sir Sexy, which means I think I'm tired of being sexy. And who gets? They're from Brazil, correct? They're yeah, they're from Brazil. They're like a an electro indie electronica band. Like, yeah, from the what mid two thousands. So yeah, their first album, depending on what version. 2005 or 2006, because there was the Brazilian version and then mm. the international version. Half the songs are different on the international. Really? Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Like electronic, poppy, like yeah, dancey. It's really good. This album, I forgot how good this album was. Mm-hmm. It's really good. The first side, every song blends into the next song so seamlessly. It really does give you the impression of someone spinning. Huh. And then the second side's a little more eclectic. So there are three standouts. Every song is a gem, you know. How can you lose when you have a song like Meeting Paris Hilton? Yeah, that's a great or song. Or Alcohol. Yes. But the three that stand out... Meeting Paris Hilton. I like that. That's good. He's like, uh, Music is My Hot Hot Sex would yeah. be the most sincere Ooh. Uh, song. If it were a pumpkin patch, Linus would be there to see the great pumpkin. That's how sincere it is. Ooh. As you alluded to, uh, you guess the other two songs. Uh, my personal favorite... Art Bitch. Actually, well, Art Bitch, but I was going to say, my personal favorite actually is... Well, it is Art Bitch. A second favorite. Let's Make Love and Listen to Death from Above, uh-huh. which is just crazy. It's like fun. It's like very poppy. It makes you want to dance. Mm-hmm. And then it samples Doctor Who a little bit. Oh, I didn't ever even pick that up. Da, 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 which was also, you know, they like a lot of dance mm. and music Doctor sampled Who. it. Yeah. But yeah, that's like a very like almost like light ravey. You feel like you just want to jump up and down and do ecstasy. Yeah, it's all we, we used to rock that in the comic book store a lot. And then um, I used to at least. I don't yeah, know. yeah, you did. And then everyone's favorite song is the one that's kind of different than the rest, "Art Bitch." <laughs> so the the last song on side one is the song "Art Bitch," and it's a lot more dissident and harsh in a way, but it's really funny and it's basically about the fakeness of being an artist. Yeah, like there's a line about. I, I poo on a plate and it it's like becomes like a massive piece of art and and just like I call oh, that's why she goes I call my art art shit yes and it's just really it's ridiculous it's just a fun very easy listen mm-hmm. and um, because I finally got it and I was like oh this is good and because I you know it's just something to listen to a little fun I want to say their follow up wasn't as good yeah they kind of fell off after that CSS is going to have a cameo later in this very episode. You know who did not like CSS and who used to make fun? Who? Matthew Sessa. Yeah, 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 I'm sure. I, I Believe me, I was hearing my brother's judgmental voice in my head, even as I was listening. Some people don't know how to have fun. Like, that is for true. So anyway, CSS. Just a light aperitif. Um, I'm going to go with Western Addiction. Came out with their third full-length album called Frail Bray. Their last album, I think I reviewed, uh, called... Tren- tremulous that came out um, 2017. So yes. it's been a few years. I recognize the name. And they've been a band for around 17 years out of San Francisco, mm-hmm. Alpha Fat Records. Mm-hmm. And this album came out in May. And they're punk, little pop punk, little rock and roll. This album I thought almost had everything. It was 
really good release. Yeah. Um, it starts out with The Leopard and The Juniper. This is my favorite song. Yeah, yeah it's fun. It's catchy. It's like kind of straight up punk, but it's done right. It's just, yeah. it's very catchy as fuck. I, I really like it. Mm -hmm. My favorite, one of, I have a bunch of favorites, but one of my favorites is They they Burned Our Paintings, and that's catchy as heck. Yes. Um, I really like his vocals, how it's like spoken word to anger. Um, I like, you can burn our paintings, we'll dream up a thousand more. Yeah. It's, it's that's some catchy shit. Frail Bray, uh, fast, catchy guitars, very energetic and has a breakdown. Um, Lurchers, Lurchers remind me of um, a War on Women song a little bit. The guitar sounded really cool in that. I think that was uh, one of their singles that came off they released prior to the album. Uh, Rose's Hammer, one and two. Uh, the first one's straight up punk rock. The second one's really cool. Slower, more rock and roll. There's like a violin solo. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on musically. It's very different from their other stuff. Utter Despair has this like doom metal start to it, yeah. and then it like follows up with like this fun punk rock and roll sound. Yeah, the sound. guitar is really awesome in that mm -hmm. song. I loved it. Um, Wildflowers are Italy is super cool. Mm -hmm. It almost has this like Black Sabbath guitars going through it, and that feel. Um, not not as vocals though. It's more of a rock and roll song. It's the longest song on the album. It has some backing vocals and a little piano. Um, it has a little bit of everything, and it works. Deranged by belief. Um, the beginning kind of reminds me of. Dead Kennedy's Holiday in Cambodia. Just yeah. a doo -doo. Straight up punk with some breakdowns. Um, I think that's the last song on the album. But I thought this was really, really good. The more I listened to it, I'm like, wow, this yeah, is... Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, very good. Very much impressing me. It's Their first album was my favorite, uh, Cognicide. And I think it's on par with that. I think it's almost more progressive than that. Like, mm -hmm. it's more going on in it. I like that it still sounds like Western addiction. But yeah, as I said, it's progressing in a different territory. And it works... It's not super, super different where people are automatically turned off or anything. Um, it's a super solid record, and I will be listening to this a lot during mm. the summer. Mm. So Western Addiction, give it a listen. Yes. What you got? So I dig our next band mm. that came out May 20th, Anno Domini AD. <laughs> so this is a Sailor Poon. Sailor Poon. And the album is Sailor Poon's first album. An album by Sailor Poon. <laughs> I stumbled upon this and I sent it to Lou because yes, I was like, and it was I think amazing. you will like it. Uh, Sailor Poon is a uh, a post punk band out of Austin, Texas, but there's like a lot of everything in there. Jamie is getting. I can hear. All right. But post punk, I mean, in a very literal sense, it reminds me of bands like The Raincoats, Billy Buck. The uh, vocalist reminds me a lot of Anna De Silva of the Raincoats. I'd just say the Slits would be another band, but a lot of those like bands that were coming out of England in the late 70s, early 80s. It's very like proto-punk-esque. Yes, very. Because there is a saxophone prominent in a lot of these songs, mm -hmm. uh, one might be, I might be a bit excused to say, my first thought was X-Ray Specs. Eh, but no. Well, at very first, but then I did yeah. get off that very quickly, although I think, again, vocally... Yes. Another weird one we're talking about that this reminded me of a little bit. Not a lot, a little bit. Susie and the Banshees, actually. Yeah, I could see and that. And more the music than the... Like vocals. early Susie. Yeah, very early, yeah. yeah. When she was just a wee banshee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a tiny potato. <laughs> you got the goofballs going I on. do have the goofballs. Oh. <laughs> I don't even talk to anyone I feel like in a... <laughs> In a week. I, I felt like shit up until 2 p.m. Like yeah. I had like uh, super dehydrated. 
I had a... Um, it's all that koala sex. Yeah, it's, it's the semen coats your throat a lot more. It's a lot more gummier than you think. It's like high tide. High tide and, and like uh, uh, a Sizzler salad bar. Oh, God. Anyway. Sailor Poon. Sailor Poon. Which is a, a take on Sailor Moon, if yes. you weren't sure. Yes. It does open with um, Be My Dog. Mm-hmm. Um... With the sex, yes, and I will say, like, I'm very, I have a very different opinions on the role of sex. I've worked. Music. I thought it worked. In it this definitely album. worked in this album. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it either, it either works perfectly good with a, a band, or it works it ruins the ruins the song, <laughs> and usually it ruins it. I agree. It it just does. But um, in this case, no, strong needed there. Um, it is funny that they, they kind of address that with the. Uh, they have one cover on the album. New York's all right. If you like saxophone. If you like saxophone. Of course, it's it's yeah, so a fear have, cover. Yeah, it's a fear cover, but this is a thirty-second cover. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think it's Billy Buck. I can't tell my. I don't names. remember. Well, it doesn't matter. Billy. 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 Like her vocals have this real like swagger to it. She has like a a rock and roll voice, like voice, like she's been. Gargling with bleach and cigarette butts a little bit. She remind, she provokingly reminded me of Blondie at times. Just the way she um, uh, delivers her vocals yeah. more or less, but mm-hmm. not like her sound sound. It was hard yeah. to explain, but I, I thought of Blondie right away. But, but yeah, uh, so very much a throwback band of the modern day. Yes. And it's like that early, like, like I said, like that, that 80s punk, post-punk when they yeah. start an experiment. They do identify themselves as a Doomy Stooges-esque Yeah, band. I saw that. Yeah, I would say the original, the originator of all that music, the Stooges. Mm-hmm. I don't normally mention. I'm trying to only mention bands I haven't referenced at least <laughs> once. But um, yeah, since they brought it up, yeah, they do remind me a lot of the Stooges, as any band that's kind of stripped down would. Neglect Attraction. That's my favorite song on the album. Um, it is. It's I have I have ones I like more, but I like every song on this mm-hmm. album a lot. The best part about Neglect Attraction, aside from that it's rocking, is it slides immediately into Cry For No Reason, which is like, almost like they wrote a chorus and didn't know what to do with it, so it's kind of just tacked on. <laughs> and when you listen to playthrough, so you have Neglect Attraction, which is a very rocking song, like punky. Mm-hmm. And then Cry For No Reason, it's which a is a, it's, it's a good song. It's kind of a weird, like I said, it's like it feels more like a chorus to a song, and the actual song never mm-hmm. comes in. One thing that's odd is, so under the chorus, the actual chorus chorus of this chorus song, there's this like weird synth arpeggio, this... So you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That is either... It's very chiptune. It sounds very similar to a video game I know I've played in the last two years, but I cannot think of the... It's like Castlevania or something? It reminds me of Castlevania or Castlevania S. No, I know what you're talking about now. I like... Yeah. But yeah, for some reason, I want to say Castlevania popped up in my head when I... Yeah, like, I totally forgot about it because I didn't write... And if it's not it. that, it's definitely inspired. And it's going to drive me crazy. Like, at 3 in the morning, I'm going to wake up and probably go like, Oh, it was Symphony of Darkness. And then I have a stroke and die. Oh. And okay. then and then eight days later, my neighbors will complain about this. <laughs> and they'll just find two koala bears having their <laughs> nasty way with my eye sockets. That's my way of saying... A, a song I really appreciate is Post Penetration Appreciation Society. <laughs> it's like a slower song. It's so it, it starts out really doomy, and then it like really starts cooking, and then there's like a breakdown where where Billy's explaining how you can join the post penetration <laughs> attraction 
Post Penetration Appreciation Society. Tired is I one like of my tired. favorites. Yeah, Very good. like dark wave, new wave. Yeah. Welcome to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Industrial. Yeah. Reminds me of like early 90s nails at times. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I said, all over the place. Uh, she farts like a motorcycle. I very much appreciate the. Uh, Does she ever say that? Ever say that lyric? I don't think she actually says that. I lyric. know. I was waiting for it. She might. I had to check. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, this is a ripoff. She never oh. says fart. Oh, there's a blast of sax. I said heavy chords. So I think that that's supposed to be the farting. Oh, okay. So, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. So that's a very. The title like, is misleading. Yeah, it's not erotic at all. I'm turning pages. Mm. The Many Boyfriends. Too Many Boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Of course, a very like noise. Uh, kind of clashy at times. Uh, Texas Butter Blues. Very pop. Like the poppy out. Like the poppy song in the album. And then if we get to Flies in the Attic, which is very like, again, going back to like advanced. Like, yeah, Joy Division. Yeah. I thought it kind of petered out a little bit towards the end. Yeah, I felt but... like it was a little too long. So this album, I feel like... I just wonder if it was like EPs put together. Like I think it was. Yeah, yeah the one... My only complaint would be, because I love this album, I actually bought the vinyl, is, yeah, it does feel like it's a little too long. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, all the songs are great, but after a point, like, I feel like it's two songs, like, too long. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Because, yeah, like, the last three songs, they're not bad or anything yeah. like that, but I'm kind of like, eh, I could have... And I think if you cut, like, songs, like, you could have cut, like, maybe not any three songs, but it didn't necessarily have to be the last three songs. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's really good. Uh, very excited to see what they do next. Yeah, they're good. I like them. And that's that. Uh, next up for me is the Dracula's Terminal Ooh. Amusement that was so, out. Let me comment first. Okay. When I heard, I saw this that the Dracula's with a K. Yeah. I also out of Austin, Texas. Yes. I was like, I'm either like I'm either gonna love this band or gonna hate this band. Yeah. And I love them. Yeah. And my second is they're gonna be like some weird new wave revival thing, and I was right. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. So Dracula's. Terminal Amusement was out in uh, April 2020 on Austin, Texas, as Lou said. They're off of Dine Alone Records, and they are made up of members of Riverboat Gamblers and Rise Against. It's Zach Blair, Mike Weeb, um, and Rob Marchant, or Marchant. Um, and it's their second album. They're, it sounds a little different from their first album. Their first album was straight up like Dickies. It had kind of no <laughs> New Wave-esque, Dark Wave oh, it, really? at all in it. Because I, I, Mark played it for me years ago, and I didn't even realize it was mm-hmm. like the same band. Um, and they're punk, they're rock and roll, they're garage, they're new wave, they're proto-punk. They're kind of all over the place, but it fits. Mm-hmm. They're just not fit in one little box. That reminds me. I took a um, screenshot of a description of them, because they're kind of hard to explain. Yes. Uh, where are you? There we are. Uh, a sonic marriage of proto-punk, garage, 1980 synth, and new wave with lyrical content to match. They're a concept band donning black turtlenecks and medallions who exist in a fictionalized late 70s metropolis soundtrack by drugs, pornography, video games, nightclubs, art movements, and a little bit of occult esoterica mm. to spare. Ooh. I think that's how they were explained on Dino Alone Records. Oh, all right. Love this album. It's fantastic. Um, Stuart Sykes, uh, Sykes produced this album, and he produced uh, White Stripes, actually, and yeah. Rocket from the Crypt. Um, anyway, starts out with Sin Will Find You. Fun, catchy, punk garage. I really like his his vocals. And this is where I was like, okay, mm-hmm. sold. It's really like a a good, fun track where you know kind of where this band's going. Mm-hmm. Level Up, my one of my favorite songs on the yeah. album. 
It's garage. It's very stripped down lo-fi. Has that Dickies feel to it. It also has this like 70s proto-punk sound to it. Dark black is when you start hearing a lot more synth. Mm -hmm. um, and it has that 80s sound, that dark wave. More of the same is one of my favorites. Uh, it has that same 80s dark wave sound. It's like it has this catchy AF hook of a mm -hmm. chorus. More of the same. Electric Eliminator it has is like a lo-fi synthy. Had like a little noise mm -hmm. going on too. Um, Fashion Ford, I believe, was their first or second single off the album, and it's more '80s dark wave. Um, Stained Mattress is awesome. It almost reminds me of um, an X song or a Dwarf song. Has and, and the Dickies as well. Really good. Pretty Tommy, awesome song. Loved it. Yeah, rock favorite and roll. I want to say that was more of a Dwarves and Dickies yeah. feel as well. Really, really cool song. Mm -hmm. More on the, yeah, as I said, the rock and roll song. Like, I don't even think there's like synthesizer. Synth in it. Uh, Panthers reminds me a little bit of a Stooges song. Mm -hmm. And then it ends on Terminal Amusement. And that's, as I said, the last song. Very garage punk, rock and roll. All together, I think this um, album's fantastic. Yeah, it's I, really good. I, I listened to it a ton of times. Um, it's if you like that type of stuff, like punk, proto-punk, garage, dark wave. If you like, remind me a little bit of the Ceremony album at times, the mm -hmm. the newest one. If you like the Dwarves or the Dickies or you like that '70s, early '80s sound, check it out. I really like it. The reason this kind of popped up on my radar, the lead singer, because I like River, Riverboat Gamblers. I don't mm -hmm. own anything by them. I think mm -hmm. maybe I might own like a couple singles, but I like the Riverboat Gamblers and. Um, they were doing an interview on either, I think Turned Out a Punk, and it was uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Dracula's. I liked it a lot. Good I stuff. I had to circle back and listen to it again. Yeah, you should listen to the first part. album. Yeah. Because Mark's a big Dickies mm -hmm. fan, and mm -hmm. I think that's why he bought the first one. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, wow, it does sound a little more dark wave right. synth. But, yeah. Would you like to go again, and then I'll do... Because yeah, because I only have a song next. So I yeah. only have a short one. Yeah, so it's Mind Force came out with like a so what a lot of bands are doing. I say Mind Force, Swinging Swords, and Chopping Lords, yeah. and it's an awesome uh, cover. Yeah, this came out on Triple B Records. They're out of Poughkeepsie, New York. They're a hardcore band, and they've had a couple other releases. Mm -hmm. I think I actually um, reviewed their album last year, which was out in um, September of 2019, Excalibur. But anyway, one thing I've noticed is a lot of like hardcore punk bands are doing like full LP EPs. Like, this was a 12-inch record. Oh, and really? it, had two, it had four songs all together. Hmm. And yeah, this has been happening a lot. Mm -hmm. Starts off with Swinging Swords, Chopping Lords, and it's fucking awesome. It's yes. straight up, like, groove metal with hardcore vocals, and it's awesome. Really short song. I think it's, like, less than a minute. Yeah. Fratello is my favorite song. My favorite, too. It's straight 80s metal, full yeah. headbanging. The guitar work is, like, straight 80s metal. I like the breakdown at the end. It's just awesome. Like Iron Maiden's popping in my yeah. head. Like Judas Priest, all these like mm -hmm. metal bands of the 80s and 70s. Um, really good shit. I wouldn't say this was a straight metal album. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of hardcore going on other than the last song. Hope Dies in the City. Kind of more of the same. It's like 80s metal. Um, they pick up some speed in the middle. Uh, it starts off, I think, a little slower. But it's awesome. It's yeah. really, really cool. And Hellscape is more of a hardcore song. Mm -hmm. But I... I've listened to Mind Force a lot. I've seen them live, and this is the, like they totally went metal, and it totally works. It's yeah, really cool. I really like this and album I, a lot. It's rad. It just um, 
the most metal release mm -hmm. they put out. It's great. I'm really looking forward to another full length of theirs. Yeah. So, uh, Mind Force, Swinging Swords, Chopping yeah. Lords. Cool yeah. shit. Yeah, I would say, since technically my my new album was one of your choices, you had four very strong albums. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make them. Mm. I just listened to yeah, them. Oh. Truer words. Ooh. So, as my final selection, I watched a rockumentary. Ooh. And this would be Pretend That We're Dead, uh, the L7 doc, mm -hmm. which I think actually came out in 2016, but it mm. just went up on Amazon now. I'm not entirely sure. I still have not watched it. It's really good. I know. So L7, I think if you're listening to this podcast, you know who L7 is. Yeah. You know, one of the Great. pioneers. I'm glad they're getting their due now. Yeah. So really what this, this documentary is about, the arc of 90s music in general. Okay. And I'm not talking about, like, even what Mary Timoney kind of talked about, where, like, a million bands suddenly got record deals and they were basically destroyed because they weren't ready to perform. Yeah. Um, L7 uh, started, I think, in 80... Very early, like, 85, 86. Yeah, earlier than I knew. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, you know, they're, they're every now and then you get popped on, like... Well, they got popped. They're like on that Riot Girl, like a lot of, but they were yeah. way before that. They kind of uh, were yeah. a black sheep in. There are bands and artists who I feel like are just five years out of sync from the scene, and then later you find like yeah. they're a lot more influential. Um, we just talked about Mary Timoney was probably a lot like. Mm -hmm. I feel like at times like she would have been more influential. She didn't go so fucking batshit crazy. Uh, Cat Power is one, but there are people who are like. Yeah, they don't quite hit, but they... They must remind, like, Royal Trucks. Do you remember Royal Trucks? Yes, I do. Yeah. They're a band that no one really talks about either. It's so, one of my first concerts. Some yeah. Royal Ooh, Trucks. Nice. Yeah, they basically got started. They were in L.A. It was the two, we'll say the mains, which were Danita Sparks and Susie Gardner. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, Danita was, like, a biker chick and was more into the metal scene. And Susie was, like, an art... Yeah. Like, sort of art punk scene. And they had both worked at, like, L.A. Weekly at one point. So friends got them together. And yeah, they were like this metal punk band, mainly because it, like I guess they could only play like largely metal clubs. Yeah. And then they move up to Seattle because they hear the scene's different. They're embraced by that early scene. And by early, it's like there are pictures of them with basically everyone like before they were famous, like Nirvana, obviously. Yeah, Mudhoney. they were saying how they saw like Nirvana's first show and they were like terrible, but they yeah. were like nice kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a picture of them when Guar Guar. Because they were, they were honestly, they were doing a lot of couch surfing on the same couches, yeah. I guess. And then one day they talk about how the scene started to develop, and they're like, and one day we're looking at Spin Magazine, and Sonic Youth is on the cover? They're like, <laughs> how did those guys get on the cover? And also say Sonic Youth, you forget, started in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. And didn't hit until a little later. So there's a moment in time when they start to become big, and they almost get swept by the scene. Their third album, Bricks Are Heavy. Which has... Um, well, that's what put them over in the end. Like, that's yeah, they well, they actually popular. say Shove, which was on their second album, is when they first started getting radio play, and that's what kind of got mm -hmm. them. I guess they went to Sub Pop, and then they went to um, Slash. Ooh, I have a trivia for you. Oh, right. You know what? They were the first band, apparently, to be put out by Epitaph Records. 
Oh, I, I didn't know. But that. it was so early, like there. It, like Epitaph was nothing to anyone. It, yeah, like it just was starting out. Like I'd have to read more about mm-hmm. it, but like they were all on those. Like they were like on their one of their first tours was like Bad Religion and stuff. So oh. like they just kind of never fit yeah. in. But yeah, yeah Epitaph a lot of put weird. out one of their first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they go. So they go. They film at. Um, they record Bricks Are Heavy at Smart Studios, and you see. Like a young goo goo gaga baby Butch Vig, like seriously, he's almost unrecognizable because he has all his hair and he's like a kid. Well, he's not a kid; he's like in his sixties now. But he, yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> he looks then. so different. He was can, probably like thirty. Yeah, but you can kind of, probably because he has all his hair and he has like yeah, long hair. Yeah. It's why they have like it's like a Coke machine, but the last one it's like Molson Triple X. <laughs> so they record that, and while they're recording, like, never mind, it already been recorded, mm-hmm. and then it hits while they're recording that album and they talk about they're like you know it's amazing it's like seeing your kid brother and they talk about yeah kurt kurt like became really famous and it's just so weird to us because yeah like he was like the kid yeah um and they knew everyone before they were famous you know they talk about the trials and tribulations of that band and like one thing that's sort of a saving grace is i guess they do comment about how how like just drugs were everywhere and, like mm-hmm. just people they're like heroin was falling out of people's pockets i guess they never had their like crisis at the same time because they're like yeah we were able to support each other so no one kind of crashed you know yeah so they make sort of a thesis statement and i'm going to see if you can if this makes sense to you and i'm going to give you a little quiz all right so they point to a specific band and moment when the paradigm shifted and grunge okay for lack of a better word just stopped being relevant can you guess the band and bonus points if you can guess the event or vice versa when grunge kind of went... So basically, it's a, a band the, that signifies the end of grunge. And I'm not talking about Nirvana when Kurt Cobain killed himself. Honestly, the first thing that's probably wrong is Silverchair. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I don't know why I thought Silverchair. No, no, no. Stone Soul Pilots, maybe? Nope. I don't know. What? Green Day. Oh. And they specifically point to Lollapalooza, the 96 Lollapalooza, yeah. when they were talking well, about... Well, that's when punk kind of broke then. You exa- well, that's Day. the thing. And they're like literally like... I, I thought you meant like more grunge stuff being. It's basically grunge, when kind of. like the industry changed over and okay. that kind of. Yeah, I could t- t- but, totally see that. But yeah, they're literally like because they also were complaining about they're like you know having to play during the day and they're all pissed off and mm-hmm. they um, you know not to invoke a band that I've before but they hung out a lot with Nick Cave mm. which means they probably were all doing drugs together and there's a scene where like they're in like L 7s band like room and like they're all dancing like Nick Cave's in like a dress and he's dancing it's really fucking weird but <laughs> they talk about how miserable they were there and there's like and then we saw these kids play and we like everything changed and it gets sad after that because they're really like I think they said at the height of their career they were making each, the band members were each pull, making $500 a month yeah it's ridiculous and they talk about you know just how like People get screwed and what, and then the height of their career. You gotta think they were in um, Serial Mom. Like they talk about that, yeah. and they were like John Waters. And they said John Waters was like, "Look, I don't care what you play. I don't care. The band is called other than the, the band is called Camel Toe. <laughs> Camel, you literally, and I think this he's like in the song because this, you can do whatever you want. They talk about how great that was because they do talk. Everyone loves working with John Waters. Well, they say like I mean they say very briefly like he was so he was so much a part of that scene. Mm-hmm. They hang out with Motley Crue. And they talk about they're they're touring with Kiss and someone else big I can't remember, and their band their label drops them Warner drops them, and it like just gets worse and worse and then finally like they say Susie quits 
just sent like calls him, and then she's talking it's a about bad this, breakup. Apparently, yeah, and she's like, yeah, you know, I just was like diminishing return. I was forty, and I have no life skills. I have no way. to... I mean, it's really sad. It's like I have no way to make a living. I don't have health insurance. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, their last album, which was I think called uh, Beauty Pageant or something I'm like not that. Sure. They they put it out on Tadpole Records, their label. Mm-hmm. The distributor went out of business and offered to, I guess, either sell them or give them the records, and they didn't have enough money to have them shipped, so all those records just seized and then landfill. And basically, the saving grace, they say, is social media, and people started creating like fan sites and stuff, yeah. and that's what kept them prominent. So it's, it's very good. It's funny because... Yeah, there are a couple people, like, they have, um, Shirley Manson's in it, uh, Xene, um, oh, oh, here's something aside, so CSS is in it briefly. Okay. And apparently, like, L7 was super big in Brazil. Nothing surprising. But at the same time, they show footage of them saying, this is going to be security, they're never going to leave your side, they're going to escort you at all times, and you're going to leave through the back door and all that. But yeah, CSS talk, talks about how big L7 was. So it's very good. It's also like, you know, if anything, just to see that. Yeah. Maybe really want to listen to L7. Yeah. And they had an album come out last year that's supposed to be pretty good. Oh, uh, really? So I got to listen to that. But. Yeah, I, I never, um, they were just kind of a band. They had a few, like, Pretend That We're Dead was like their biggest yeah. single. And then they kind of, and they were like already a band for however many well, that's years, the thing, you know. It's like, but I never really felt they got their due that they uh, deserved. Shitless. Which was on Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they kind of got swept. It's weird. They got swept up in that whole... They got into the Riot Girl thing, and they yeah. weren't really like that. Well, they talk a lot about that, too. Like, like Babes the, in Toyland and all that. Yeah, them. the effort of not being identified as a girl group. Yeah. Um, I think Susie plays a V-neck, like, guitar, because it was it was just to piss people off, because they're like, only douchebags play those guitars. <laughs> so, it's funny. It's good. It's worth a watch. Yeah, um, I, I do want to check it out once I have some. When I'm not researching yeah. old people having sex, maybe yeah. I'll. Uh... Ah, speaking of sex, <laughs> so this is very much the most erotically charged Ooh, episode. Ooh, yes. So another so, movie we watched. The sexiest movie ever is High Life. High Life by some French lady Claire Denis. Yeah, I never seen anything else she's done. I think I have. I just can't remember. Really, I looked her up and like she's kind of like an art, um, yeah, art house type of style director. Um, mm-hmm. And Robert Pattinson is in it, and uh, Andre three thousand, Andre three thousand, and was it ju- Julian Binoche? Yes, yeah. Julian Binoche. So I'm going to set the table a little bit, then we can get into it. So at its highest level, the base level is it's a sci-fi movie about a group of they're all convicted felons. Yes, who go into space to like go on a mission to. Get energy from a black hole. Yeah, to get energy from a black hole. And to do science experiments. And to do science. With reproductive stuff. Which, none of the, you know, it's it's almost like until you said it was, I knew there was a black hole involved, I, I forgot that that's what was the point. Well, I didn't even know there was a black hole involved by watching mm-hmm. the preview off of, like, yeah. whatever you, um, mm-hmm. Midsommar or whatever. Yeah. So I'm reading the Netflix mm-hmm. thing on back of your, the DVD, yeah. Lou lent it to me, and it's talking about a black hole. I'm like, what the fuck? So, so... It's oh, and it's also non-linear narrative. Yes. So it's interspaced with uh, Robert Pattinson raising uh, his daughter, a little baby. Yeah. Yeah. Now that she's like what one maybe she's one, and then you see her later, and she's like maybe yeah. fifteen. I think she's supposed to be thirteen, but I I told you I had no idea that was yeah. his daughter. I'm like, well, who so, else is on this ship? So <laughs> now everything we told you, 
other than the fact that it takes place on a fucking spaceship, is almost completely irrelevant mm-hmm. to what this movie is about. Yeah. It's about... Space... Space sex? Spa- I wouldn't say even about space sex. It's like a space sex experience. Or so I think Claire Denis said it's about sexuality because sexuality is all visceral and juicy. Okay. And I think she meant juicy in the very real sense. I wouldn't sense say of, it's an erotic movie. Oh, it's not erotic. Oh, <laughs> oh it's totally erotic. It's more or less... Like, so these prisoners, these inmates, they think they're coming back. Yeah. And they're very most likely not. Mm-hmm. So they're doing these like reproductive... They're trying to see if there could be a baby born. I guess this deep in space or yeah. something like that. So Which also isn't entirely clear other than we know. Yeah, other than like Julia Binoche's character who's like the doctor... Mm-hmm. Dr. Ratchet kind of yeah, character is. who's totally off her rocker that you find out, mm-hmm. spoilers, that she like killed her children and yeah. her husband and you really don't know why. Yeah. But anyway, she more or less like keeps everyone sedated and then she oh. takes the men's sperm. She makes them mm-hmm. like jack off, but she mm-hmm. doesn't, like Robert Pattinson doesn't have to. Yeah, he's like she likes celibate him. or something. Yeah. yeah, he becomes celibate. Oh, yeah. So, yeah all, so the water's drugged, but they also like get to take drugs for fun. Yeah. I think it's like kind of like a sedative, like heroin almost yeah. like. And so the women are drugged up as well. Yeah. Um, and they try to implant the sperm into, yeah. the, into them when they're all like pretty mm-hmm. much like tied down to their beds at one point in time. They're yeah. tied down to their beds because mm-hmm. um, I think they're just going crazy. Yeah. But Robert Pattinson... He got convicted of murder. He killed like... He killed was it with a girl. He was like hanging out with... He was a kid. He yeah. had to be like 12 years old or something. Yeah. And they go... He's, it's like him and I guess it's a girlfriend. Not a girlfriend, but like a friend yeah. that's a girl. And with a dog. And the dog ends up dead. But you never see the girl kill yeah. the dog. And then the girl's like dead. Like... Yeah, it, I, mean, I thought I was missing something. Like it's a very experimental... It's like... I'll say you can't think too much about it. <laughs> Because it's very arty. Um, but it, I thought it was fantastic. Like yeah. Robert Pattinson's so, hot as shit. Like I always liked him. You thought in that movie he was hot? I thought he was hot. Was kind of, I don't know. I like um, I like Scussy. <laughs> like I think at one point like the one, they're giving themselves abortions. Yes. Yeah. And because they don't want to die giving birth. And it's, yeah, because the one um, the, one of the first characters of the uh, the black lady I forget her name. Yeah. She ends up dying mm-hmm. trying to have the kid. Like she she says complications during yeah. um, carrying the baby and she dies. Mm-hmm. So they're all like just freaking out, and I think they finally realize they're never leaving. Like this is yeah. their life. And I guess the other thing to mention is they're so they're like, like very Ju- isolated. Yeah, Julia Binoche is not initially in charge. Like there's a captain, but he ends up like dying. He has of, like a seizure. Or something. Yeah, she's doing these weird experiments, and but then she's, he's still like giving sperm. Like the whole thing is just weird. yeah, it, yeah. It's I mean it's very surreal, and like eventually she does get like um, does she fuck. She fu- she she starts sedating them a lot. Yeah. I think after I forget what happens. Is that when shovel? I think that's when this dude tried to start raping them. They're all like sedated. I feel like one of them is awake, sort of. Yeah, and some he, of them don't take it all. And, you know? and this guy like a, and he like he, he rapes or tries to rape. But they're all tied down. Yeah, and like he just dude just like this one guy, one of the inmates, just like kind of like loses his mm-hmm. mind and starts like trying yeah. to like rape them. Although they're all like a little because the one woman is like not they're all in they're all so, convicted kill like and and like you know poor Andre three thousand. He was cool. I thought he played a really good. Yeah, role. Andre. Yeah, he's really good in it. And he's like, I want to be buried in the garden. Yeah. So basically, Julie Binoche finally gets like Robert Pattinson's sperm. She more she rapes him. She rapes he him. Won't, he, he's like kind of just very mm-hmm. good and kind of yeah. does his own thing and doesn't mm-hmm. cause any trouble. And mm-hmm. he doesn't want to give his sperm away, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Like, and she has, they, she makes a baby. Yeah. I think it's after like 
she gets berated by the girl she impregnates. How yeah. she's like, you killed your, mm-hmm. your, like, were they little pillows when you when you suffocated your kids? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's when she like, kind of goes a little nuts and yeah. rapes Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson, gets the sperm, and puts it in one of the, the, the women. And she ends up, you know, getting impregnated and having a baby. Mm-hmm. And he never knows it's his until, like close to the end. Yeah. One thing I didn't understand, so the whole black hole, the whole spaghettiification or yeah. whatever, so that one blonde chick was supposed to go and yeah. then the other girl like just kills her? Yeah. Why? Like it didn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't, she's crazy. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, this doesn't, I didn't even know she killed her. Yeah, there's like one person who's like the pilot. And she's actually like the most interesting character. Yeah, because like, she actually comments, I don't know if she gets sedated in the one, it's during one of the weird sex things, she actually addresses Juliet Binot, she's like, I'm, I know what you're doing. Yeah. And, and it, but yeah, so basically the person who's trained to fly this like ship around the black hole gets murdered Murder. with a shovel and they only discover this like later. And like, uh, this woman that was, that had the baby or that whatever, had the baby, like who's uber depressed. She just has yeah. like breast milk all over her and she's like yeah. super depressed. But she like, um, she flies like, she doesn't know how to fly the plane, I guess, or the ship. Yeah. And she, and she basically screws it up and she gets like pulled into the black hole. Yeah. And it's actually a pretty disturbing scene, but it's pretty yeah. awesome. The movie opens with like Robert Pattinson alone and he's doing maintenance on the ship and there's this baby. That's just crying. That's just crying. And at one point he's like, you have to shut up or I'll kill you both. <laughs> but it's a really like, you get a guy going bonkers. Like I said, it's non-linear because there's, like, different scenes of this girl. And at one point, it threw me for a second, too. At one point, there's, an like I said, a 13-year-old girl who's his daughter because it's, like, years later. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, so this is what I thought. In the beginning when he's talking, he's like... I didn't know if it was his baby or not. I yeah. thought he might have just, so, like... But in the beginning when he's, like, talking to, like, the baby. And he, he has to recycle his, like, wee and his poo-poops. His plop-plops. That's science. <laughs> He's talking to her and he's like, you don't eat poo, you don't, you don't eat your own feces. He goes, that's a taboo. And then when I saw her later, I was like, oh my God, is he going to fuck his own daughter? Which he doesn't. Spoiler. <laughs> no, he doesn't at all. But it's, it's high-end sci-fi. Yeah. And at the end, it's like sort of ambiguous. I mean, they 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 do something definitely, but it's ambiguous as to their fate, you might yeah, say. Yeah, you don't know. I shan't spoil it. But um, but one of the weirdest things so in the, the movie best part of the movie is... This room, so they don't, like, have sex with each other. They yeah. have a room called the fuck box. Yes. Where it's, like, this crazy sex room that has a spinner thing with eight million types of dildos yeah, and makes, pleasure and stuff. And it looks like a... It, like, has fur on it. And it's like, like a, a Swiss, Swiss army knife of it, it's, dildos. It's the most bizarre thing. It's, like, a, a hardcore porn <laughs> will create a better fuck box than this movie created. And it's also like, it, it gets sprayed out with like white juice. Yeah, it doesn't look enjoyable. <laughs> they only show one scene, but they're like, the box better than any push ever or something. Yeah. Like that. So yeah, it's really bizarre and it's like unsettling and it's kind of out there <laughs> at random. Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic movie. Yeah. I told Mark that he should watch it. So I watched this movie. He likes it's like space horror yeah. type stuff. And I, I seriously, like after I was done, I was like... I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop thinking about it and I was like, do I actually like this movie? And I yeah I love this movie. This yeah. movie is, it's the type of sci-fi I love as well, and it makes me like things like Solaris or like Sunshine or um, the space erotic adventures of erotic. I don't know. I can't <laughs> think of it. The leather got the leather goddess of Phobos. But yeah, it was one of the. I couldn't sleep that night not because mm-hmm. of the movie, but then I I would be like 
so how do you go to jail? Like, I don't get this whole, what's this whole dog so, thing? Yeah. And then I'd be like, so who's that 13-year-old girl? Is that his daughter? Like, oh, I just thought of something weird, too. What? So at one point, like, towards the end, they find another ship. With the dogs, It yeah. has dogs, and I just sounds like, ooh. And he's like, I can't bring the dogs on yeah. board. It's good. It's weird. And the daughter's all like, am I weird looking? And she's, I'm like, who is this girl? Like, was there another person on the ship that didn't die? And I just didn't miss it. I didn't I, know it was in the future. It clicked with me, but I didn't think it right. Like, I didn't quite get, I'll say it first. And until he's like, you're, when he's like, get out of my bed, you're too old for that. Yeah, that's, that's what I was like. For me. Oh, all right. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I was like, but, what's going on? But honestly, at first, I thought it was a flashback again from yeah. someone else. I didn't realize it was her. So high life. Like I said, it was a preview in front of Midsommar. That's fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Shit. That Robert Pattinson. Yeah. He's a national I love treasure. him. I love him. He's adorbs. Yeah. Je adorbs. What if he, you met him and he says, he's like, I just like watching his sleep. I'd be like, okay. That, that's a line from Twilight, and it's so fucking <laughs> creepy when he says that. I guess that's... Oh, I did watch... Just to, just to maintain symmetry here, I did watch a Kristen Stewart movie, uh, mm. Underwater. How was that? Not good. Okay. It's actually... It's hard to say. It's very weird because it feels like... I almost saw it in the theater. I almost did, too. Yeah. And I just... Ran out of time. It The entire movie feels like the middle of a movie... The action starts within three minutes of the beginning of the movie. You almost think it's either like, it seems like, oh, are they going to flash back or is something going to happen? But none of that happens. It literally... Huh, interesting. It's... I watched The Color Out of Space from Outer Space. I'll talk about next time. Mm. And yeah, but for now, you can find us on the incredibly... The erotic. Ooh, internet. Internet. Which internet is box. The internet box. Ooh, box. With Qualys. Qualys. That's, that's a, <laughs> that'd be a good movie. Just Qualys. Yeah, maybe there. we'll have a topic next week or in a couple weeks. That's whatever. a good Next week, that's generous. Um, we'll figure it out. Yeah, anyway, uh, have a good Memorial Day, everybody. Have a good one, dudes. All right. Bye. Don't puke. I'm not going to puke. So yeah, there's... So anyway, to talk about Billy uh, Buck...